All right, my friends. So today I'm here with my friends in the Daily Scrum, and we're talking about how not to go crazy with your PMP study. This is how not to go crazy. It's right here. It's all about having a base and a firm base, a very firm base. Okay. To get a firm base, I want to recommend that you first of all acquaint yourself with project management in the five process groups. So let me ask you this. Do you, do you remember the five process groups by heart? T can you tell me what they are? Initiate. Initiating. Uh -huh. Planning. Uh -huh. Executing. Uh, uh -huh. Executing. Uh -huh. Monitoring. Monitoring, controlling, closing. Well closing. done. Very good. Now, can you explain each one to me? Let's take initiating. And you break down for me. Let me assume this. You tell me what initiating is. Can you tell me, or should we call a friend? We've got so many friends on the call. So if you need to call a friend, just let me know. But do you want to try? Sure. So initiating is um, where um, you have you have a business case. You have um, you have a need for a project. So you that's when. Um, you the project um gets approved and you you make the project charter good right and then you have a this project sponsor responsive the project and then there's now a project manager who is going to manage the project good that good. that project manager is uh, going to be planning yeah uh, the project um, so let's go into planning. Managing and planning the project. That's good. So tell yeah. me, what are some of the things we plan in project management? Um, what we plan is um, obviously, um, um, so you have. You know, the trick is the Cuban mnemonic. That's the trick. Do you remember the Cuban mnemonic? Yes, so let's yes. put the, you remember that? Yes. So. I I see uh -huh. six uh, six Cubans uh -huh. uh, really puffing uh, quietly rolling cigars really puffing smoke. Nice. So, so let's hone in on that. You're in the, you're on the right track. I <laughs> saw six Cubans quietly rolling cigars, really puffing smoke. Well done. So we got these. This is your explanation for what you do in planning. Mm -hmm. So if anyone says, what do you plan in project management? You're just going to say, well, first of all, we integrate everything. That's the I. We plan, scope, schedule, cost, quality, resources, communication, risk, procurement, and stakeholder. Okay. And, and that's the high level. That is enough, Sumi. We don't even need to begin going into the minutia in the Cuban mnemonic. At this level, it's enough for you to build on. Then we move to the next okay. process group. So what do we do in the next one? This one. You're executing. Good. Right. What is the so, major output from? So, so let me let me show you this. This is the next mm -hmm. level. So mm -hmm. you've already told me this. You told me that the project charter is one of the major things we're going to get out of this, and that's great. And then you've kind of alluded to the fact that in planning, the major output is. You're going to get a schedule. You're going to get us. You know. Uh, 
what is the big macro thing that all of that adds up to? Scope, the scope of the project. What, what, what is the big, the big document that you're going to get at the end of planning? What do you call it? The big final overarching document. What, what would you call that? Um, Who wants to help? Come on now. Come on, folks. This is a place for you to help. The project management plan. That's exactly PMP, it. Yeah. Project management plan. So you need to look at it at this high level. Okay. You, you see, this is what is making it a little bit difficult for some of us is when we're going too granular. you got to see it at this macro level. And I dare say for your exam, a lot of the questions are just going to be at this macro level. So now we see the project charter, the project management plan, but let's talk about the macro deliverable from executing. What is a macro deliverable from executing? What's the macro thing we get? Who can tell us? What's the big output? Resource management plan. The uh, deliverable? Oh. The deliverable. Yeah. That's it. Because the plans are all from planning. So from planning, you get all the plans, but from executing, you're going to get that master deliverable, whatever that is, macro deliverable, I should call it. See, so let's, let's make this a little bit more visible. This is this is really helpful to, to keep your head straight. Otherwise, mm -hmm. to put all the parts together could be tricky. So at this level, all I need you to know is a master output. So charter, project management plan, deliverable. If I was going to ask you, can you tell me a macro output from monitoring and controlling, what will it be? Who wants to try that one? What's, what are the major things we get out of monitoring and controlling? Um, There's a few. Yeah, verified, verified deliverable. You, you get a, uh, you're monitoring, controlling. So it could be defects, it could be it could be, um, yeah, ver verified deliverable. That's a very good observation. So the verified deliverable comes from control quality, right, folks? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What? Which other kind of deliverable do we get out of monitoring and controlling? A work performance information. We get WPI. Thank you. What other kind of deliverable do we get out, though? So we get verified deliverable. What are, what are other kind of deliverable specifically, like something with the word deliverable? Ac come on now. Accepted. Thank you. Accepted. Exactly. And where does that come from? Accepted deliverable comes from which process? Well, the monitoring and controlling. Uh, at a high level, yeah. It's from validate scope, which is within well, monitoring and control. Uh, but that's next level. You're fine at this level. So thank you, Lovelace, for the WPI. So let's let's lean back and, and see. Now, what are we going to do with the WPI? Lovelace, you want to take that one? WPI becomes another W. What is that? WPR. Thank you, WPR. So can you see? This is the macro level. I'm not even getting into the minutia process by process. Just at this high level, these are relationships, associations you need to know. Another big one that comes from every process here, except performing integrated change control, 
is the concept of change requests, the concept of change logs. So that is also something you need to understand. This is where change logs, you know, come from. And this is also where as an output, we get approved change requests. And some of these processes also produce change requests themselves. But this is just high level. We could get into the minutia and talk about how it all works, but that's not the purpose of this section that we're looking at here. All right, so very good. So you've done really well. You got an idea of monitoring and controlling at the level that I needed you to. Let's talk about closing. What are the major things you get out of closing? I'm looking for just two things. What would they be? A deliverable itself. So the deliverable comes from uh, from executing, but what do we get out of closing? It's not the deliverable, it's associated with the deliverable. What is it? It's a stakeholder, it's associated with the stakeholder, right? Final report. Okay, final report is one. Final report. And then what's the second one? Final what? Product. Good final product, but it's not the final product. It's associated with the final product. It's the final product service or result. But that's not it. It's not the final product. It's not the final service. It's not the final result. It's the what? Come on now. Someone knows this one. Final what? The final deliverable? It's not the final deliverable. You've already done the deliverable. This is Go into final operations. Phase. What do we do? Go into, say again. Final phase. The final phase could be part of it, but it's not the final phase. That's the output. So if you go to page, go to page 123, 124, 125, Pembok, open it for yourself. This is a holy grail of how I train this. So if I, if I haven't made it clear, I apologize. This is something you need to know. So the final, there are two finals. One is a final report and the other is a final, it's not a thing, it's like a process almost that you go through. It's like one of the ch checking the boxes. So if you created software for uh, the manufacturing department, what do you do finally? Documentation, yeah. so it's gonna be like a, no? Not, not really. But okay, you want them to be able to own this software and use it for operations. So what 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 needs that way to you transition, you transition that's to the operations. words. That's the word. Say it again. Transition to operations. Transition. Hmm. So it says final product service or result. Transition. It's not the final product. So what is another word for product service or result? Deliverable, right? So I always thought it was goofy the way they had product service or we know it's final deliverable, whatever that is, a, a product, service, or result. It's the final transition. So this is the level I need you to be thinking of. Everything that you gave me as outputs, those are not wrong, like saying, oh, we have final documentation. That's not wrong. But what I really want you to focus on is what PMI themselves list as the outputs. So you got final report, final deliverable transition. If you have this as a firm base, then you can begin saying, all right, what else do we do in initiating? Now you gotta watch me because I'm gonna go fast here. Yeah. What else do we do in initiating? We also identify stakeholders. What else do we do in planning? Now this is where we can go into all the plans, the sub plans, 
that Sumi was about to get into. We have a configuration management plan, a schedule and scope management plans and baselines, cost management plans and baselines, quality management plan, resource management plan, communications, risk, procurement, and stakeholder plans, right? Then we can go into the ingredients and what is in those. We can also say, oh, in executing, we have a lessons learned register, right? We did a really thorough job in monitoring and controlling, so there's not a whole lot more. And closing, we did quite a decent job. When you've understood that, you then need to come with asking yourself, what do I do if I have a problem here? If I have a problem with all of these things, what do I do if I've got a problem with scope or with schedule as I'm planning? So you do all of that. But don't forget, watch this, watch this, all of this stuff that we have over here we can put it smack dab in monitoring and controlling. And we can say in monitoring and controlling, we do all of these things. So what happens if you have problems in any of these areas within monitoring and controlling? If I've got integration issues in monitoring and controlling, what am I gonna do? Or scope or schedule or cost and so on. Jeez. That's how you need to think. You get what I'm saying? What do I do if I have problems? What does a project manager do next? That will be next level. You can also do something similar, but not everything here is in executing. For example, scope, schedule, and cost. They're not in executing. Uh, they just remember, there's no process of any of those in executing. Everything else there is. And this needs to be the level and the pattern of your thinking. And it's going to help you to be able to hone in on the big ticket stuff. But without this firm base, it's hard, which is why I recommend having this base. When you've got this base, the next level is for you to construct an image of page 89. Oh, yeah, page 25, I beg your pardon, this one over here. So this is my free cheat sheet. It's available. Just Google Phil's cheat sheet. You'll find it. Take it and one by one know exactly what is done in every process. Not because they're going to ask you rote questions on the exam, but because this knowledge and understanding will help you. When you get done with that, try and draw page 25 on your own. Not because they're going to ask you questions about it, but it helps you with your knowledge, it's like an inventory check of your knowledge. So if you find it hard remembering a process, maybe there's some gaps, some weaknesses. So understand all the processes at this level and begin taking copious mock exams. We have the entry one, three questions, the intermediate one that has like 10 questions a piece, and then the closing of the, the process or the knowledge area, which has like three. So on our learning system, for those of you in the masterclass, we have those. But for those of you who have already been through training somehow, my next recommendation is where you tackle this concept of PMI have got initiating projects in predictive, but they also have it in agile without calling it that. But pages 90 to 95 in the agile practice guide is where they go through knowledge areas from an agile lens. So all I did was take that awareness and break it down into showing you these are the ceremonies, or I should say the events that happen in Agile 
but these are the processes. So monitor and control project work. What does that look like in Agile? Daily scrums, reviews, retros, those all fit under this bucket. What do I do in close project or phase? You could also look at retros as fit in here, reviews, right? You close any time in the world of Agile. What about performing a great change control? Well, the product owner decides and changes mid sprint based on what they feel needs to be done for the company and so on and so forth. Validate scope is like a sprint review or demo. Control scope is just a whole inspect and adapt mechanism. And I could go on and on and on, but you gotta, you gotta go into this table, you know, and read it for yourself and get a, a better understanding. But that only comes after the base. You gotta really firm up the base. Okay, to anchor back really firmly into the base, I want to encourage you to watch my video, which is it's called What is Project Management? And I put it put it out very recently for this same reason, because I see a lot of people looking at the PMBOK guide. It's so huge. And you're trying to understand what PMI is saying, but it's hard because there's so many moving parts. If you watch this video, and uh, let me just put it here, it's really gonna help you. Let me also put it into, so right here, and let me make a hot link for those watching, just so that you can type in a, a URL, tiny URL, and uh, it'll, it'll tell you. So I'm just gonna call it PM7771. Let's see if anyone's taken that. No one has. So tinyurl.com forward slash PM7771. Just type that in. It's going to take you straight to the video that I'm talking about. Watch the video. In the video, I break down project management within an hour. I've gone through predictive, agile. I've gone through the five process groups. I've gone through uh, the agile framework. I'm telling you, it's going to help you. Okay. All right. And that would be my recommendation. And when you get done with this, this very firm base, then it's like building this Lego thing. You then begin to put more and more blocks and more blocks and more blocks, you know, and then you're able to think more um, in a more streamlined manner instead of it feeling like it's all over the place. Because honestly, in the beginning, it does feel like it's all over the place. Okay. So I hope that helped. Did that help? kind of gives some context and direction. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yes, awesome. Phil. Yes. Awesome. I'm just trying to add this to the <laughs> anyway, uh, this is this is very, very helpful. Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad I'm that video. at the point where I can understand that this is this is what I need to go to the next phase. Absolutely. Okay. And I'll just say this Sumi. Yes. I'm very quick to observe propensity and understanding. I can tell you, you're on your way because there are things that you said and shared when I was asking you questions and put you on the spot. And I know you're on your way and you're gonna get there. So don't even worry. I can tell. I can tell, I can tell you're drinking the Kool-Aid. So if you needed any assurance about that, let me just tell you that, that yeah. you are on your way and you're gonna get there. All right? I, well, it's it seems overwhelmingly hard, but 
you know, you got to do it. That's it. You, you know what? You know what? The moment you said that, Sumi, another thing that I've always preached is coming back to me. It's like the words I've said to you, they're coming back to me. But did I ever tell you to take a project from your real world and build the 49 processes around it? You no. need to do that. Oh, oh I need, need to, to do, do that. that. Yes. And I've done so many in my in my life. Let's just take a project, right? So you got this brilliant kid who is now working and making money. Let's talk about her life as a project. Or let's, as a project, yeah. Or let's just talk about anything that you've done in the past week as a project. Cooking dinner. Let's max out the 49 processes on that. Okay. I know it sounds funny, but I'm serious. That is a project. I'm serious too. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Why don't why don't you put a little description okay. of the 49 processes as as it pertains okay. to any project you like? Okay, I will do that. You and can... share it with me. And uh, let's will... build on that. Surely. Good. And then you know that's that gets the flow going. I'm not just staring at things. And and trust me, Sumi, I've been there. My first encounter with this book, and it was even smaller at the time. I sat down for three and a half hours in Mesa Library down the road, just trying to figure out yeah. what are they saying? And I, I, I was so tired. I got fed up. I was frustrated. And I put my books back in my laptop bag. And I went home. I said, what, what's this? Now, you got to remember, there was no fail at the time. I, did, yeah. I didn't have myself. And I, I honestly didn't have... 2,500 bucks to spend on the training. Cause at that time there was very few training companies and that's how much it cost. And I wow. couldn't. So I had to go back home and I had to figure it out myself. And I started being able to relate it to things I had done. I'm like, Oh, so this is what integration. So this is what scope is. This is what we're doing on this project. Ah, okay. Now, to be honest, earn value was a mystery. I never really mastered the concept until I went off the Pembroke grade into Defense Acquisition University, which was free at the time. And I learned earned value from there. And that's how I got really good with earned value. But it was hard. I had to struggle for my own understanding. So what I finally realized was if you can take a real world project and yes. you can marry it back, it's going to become a lot easier. It's not as bad. Really. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to see some light. And that's the good thing. Nice. And I think I know what you're saying. It, you have to have been there. You yeah. have gone through the struggle, which is why you're able to share and come down to our level. You know, I was here before. I was, trust me. And I like being here because the view of the world of project management is often made so discombobulated, so hard. You read the PMBOK, you think, my goodness, is there any hope for me? Did I even work on projects? So I've been there. I've been there. And I, I don't like that view, which is why when you get the moment and you begin going through the immersion book, did you receive you receive your copy, right? I have a PDF. Yeah, yeah the PDF. PDF. Good. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And if you need to print it, just print a few pages mm -hmm. at a time because yeah, it can be I'm... quite overwhelming, print 600 yeah. pages, but print the gold zone. So April in her lessons learned yesterday night. She talked about the gold zones and actually okay. she just read all the gold zones about oh, okay. this is what could come on the exam. This is what could come on the exam. Then after the gold zones, you can approach it from maybe reading Agile Thinking Cap, which Roy wrote. So all the Agile Thinking Caps, they're very easy. And 
he writes it in very easy to understand English and everyday English. That could be your next step. And is that there in the learning system as well? So no, this is just yeah. in the book. Yeah, we don't we don't have what is here in the learning system. So, but you do know that this in and of itself is a mini learning system because you okay. know that it can actually be read to you, as Taji was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Microsoft Edge can read it to you. Yeah. So, however it works for you, just make sure you got the base, and then just start going day by day. You got the forty day link. And yes. so on, like Taji was talking about, just go day by day. Seriously, put, put it on day one. Okay, conflict. Day two, build a team, lead a team. Day three, and just follow it like that. Have you got the PDF where we have the schedule? Because I know some folks may not. So let um, me let me Phil, show let you. Let me. Uh, are you talking about the forty day deep dive Pembok? Deep dive. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the 40-day plan that goes with the immersion book. So you got the book, okay. but but there are a bunch of videos. So let me just go over here. So this is the link I just put in the chat. It leads here. But when you click on this, you can actually download a PDF, oh, which yeah. has all of the tasks. And you know what happens when you click on any of the links? Takes you to YouTube where there's a video oh, gotcha. on that stuff. Yeah. So for, for everything you click on from here, there's a video for each day and each mm -hmm. task. And all I ask people to do is just be sincere, watch it. There are questions I ask at the end, make sure you can answer those. This will keep you on the straight and narrow. Okay. And this should not be very, I don't think this was very time consuming. I think these are shorter videos, right? Yeah, 30 minutes, 30 minute right. videos. Yeah, I think the longest video here is 45 minutes. Okay. They're usually 30 minutes, 20 minutes, some are even less. Mm -hmm. But at the end of each day, I have a quiz. So let me open this, for example. So let's see. So this is uh, day day eight. So at the end of day eight, here are some video say, questions in the video. So what I ask people to do, just pause the video. You make your own your own determination. And as you keep playing the video, I reveal what the answer is. Mm -hmm. But I show you using process of elimination, why it's not this, why it's not this, why it's not this. And as you do this daily, you're only going to get firmer and firmer in your understanding. I have so many people saying, Phil, I passed the PMP as a result of all your videos. And then I have some of these open-ended questions. So as you get towards the end, I have these day eight open-ended questions you can see here. Summarize today's task and enablers. So you take a pause and say, hmm, do I even remember what it is? Okay, I do. Here it is. And then which process is dedicated to negotiating in PEMBOK Guide? So just little questions that keep you focused and being able to track if you're really understanding it. And if you're not, then go back, close the gaps, and then just go back, right? Go back to the PDF and go to the next day and just follow it. There's 40 links. The last few links are things that you already have access to. So people, process, business, mark, 180 question mark. You already have access to that. This is the wrap-up revision that you told me you've actually started. So day 39 is my 10-hour video about the 200 questions. You've already uh, started that. Yeah. Okay. So it's like coming full circle because you've already started this. 
Yeah, I got through about three to four hours of that, I think. There you go. So you're already on your way. So just one more time, really want to iterate, get a handle, be able to explain. So beyond this, be able to explain all this stuff. Hmm. Okay. Back yeah. to yourself. And then moving forward, be able to just break down at a high level what you do in every process. And that means my cheat sheet, the Phil's cheat sheet. And from there, like I said, throw in this and just go step by step. So this is really, because you've been through training with me, Sumi, right? Yes. yes so yeah. you do remember some of the agile things we talked about. Of course. This, yeah. this is just marrying both of those. Right. Marrying agile, marrying predictive, you know, but why don't you try out, try out this concept? maybe before your next study session, see okay. if you're able to explain this because okay. it's the base. Yes. If you're able to get this, yeah. then you can go to the next level, putting more meat on the bone. This is just predictive. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. All right. So, if you're yeah, able I, to get this, mm -hmm. then I want you to move into doing the same for Agile. Hmm. So what that will look like is this. You're going to ask yourself, how do I initiate, plan, execute, monitor, control, close an agile project? Let me give you the summary. It starts off with a vision. And then you need to do your research. Where is the vision? Well, page 49 of the Agile Practice Guide, it tells you. Right? Does anyone know where the vision is kept in Agile? Where is it housed? Where is it housed? Is it... Uh, Come on, Corbin. Come on, Tracy. <laughs> Come on now. Where's the vision? You want to open page 49? Someone tell me. It's in the roadmap. It's associated with the roadmap, but it's in a document that we all know. But we, we don't talk about this document too much. The charter. charter. Exactly. But what does PMI call it? An agile Project charter. You got it, Tracy. Thank you. So the Agile Project Charter. So you need to be thinking, okay, we get a vision. We have a charter that encapsulates the vision. And then the next thing that Tracy mentioned is the product roadmap. And what does the roadmap do? It shows us how we're going to get the final releases out. So it shows you a sequence of releases pretty much. In every release, what do you have? Iterations. And then in the iterations, what do you have? Well, an iteration is a sprint. So you got your sprint plans and your sprint planning, you got your features and your stories elaborated upon, right? So features are chunks of stories. So every sprint, we might be working on a feature set. Maybe it takes us two or three sprints to do that. But the bottom line is your product roadmap is going to help you see how the delivery will sequentially take place. Sprint by sprint, release by release, such and such. Does, it, does this make sense at this level? Yes. Yeah? Okay. Yes. So after you get the roadmap, there's a series of things that could happen. And for that, I'm just going to take liberty and open my what is project management slides because I've shown this so many times on, on the web that um, there's no point in me reinventing the wheel. So let me just go over from the... Uh, concept of the vision. Let me just transfer over here. 
and let's do it on this. So we have the vision, then we have the agile project charter, then we have the product roadmap, then we have release planning, right? At a lower level. At another lower level, we have the team charter. Well, this is more like higher level team stuff. But after the team charter is done, you know, all sorts of things could happen. And maybe the team charter comes early. It depends on the team and the unique situation. The bottom line is it should be done before you get deeper into the backlog. So there's backlog preparation that the team may or may not take part in, but the hope is that they should, right? Because user stories are gonna get put in there. They gotta understand the stories. But the bottom line is there's gonna be some sort of backlog. Does that make sense, this whole concept, right? After the backlog has been prepared, there's gonna be some sprint planning to break down the backlog into the iterations that you're gonna be performing the work. You know, So release planning, higher level, then sprint planning at a lower level, and then the daily scrum will come on the scene. And then the daily scrums are gonna, are gonna be preceded by sprint planning and succeeded in the middle, or I should say somewhere in the middle, right? It's gonna be the backlog refinement. So you're not gonna be totally done with daily scrums for good on the sprint, but somewhere in the middle, there's gonna be backlog refinement. Does this make sense so far? How in the middle of the sprint, you're, you're gonna do some backlog refinement. Remember backlog refinement is just breaking down bigger stories, getting them to the definition of ready, which follows the invest acronym. The story should be independent, negotiable, valuable, estimable, small enough to fit within a sprint and testable. You remember that, right? Yeah. And then backlog refinement is followed by you finishing off with the increment. It's then followed by sprint review where the customer, the sponsor, the product owner, that's where they review the PSI. Does that make sense so far? Any questions, Sumi, about anything we said before this? Um, no, I think, um, I mean, if we had to take an example, um, um, I, I mean, I'm just thinking of examples. As yeah, you're through, so let, let, let's go through the cycle and we'll come back to an example. We'll yeah. run through an example. All right. Yeah. So after the sprint review, there's a retrospective where we do lessons learned. And then we ask the question, has all value been delivered? Uh-oh, no, let's do another sprint. So you keep doing sprints until all the value is delivered. If it's a yes, then that's the final release or closeout. So let's backtrack here. Let's go back to the very beginning. And let's just talk about a very simple project. I like simplicity, so bear with me. Let's say we're working on a game, just a, a simple game to put on, on a mobile device. So there's a vision of the game. Let's say it's going to be a, a project manager reality game, right? The PM is going through different scenarios and trying to win points. That's the, the general vision, right? I put that into a project chart. I want project managers to be able to play this game. By the way, this is a real... This is a real vision. <laughs> this is a real vision. So I want PMs to be able to play games to learn PMP, right? So then I have a product roadmap showing the releases and each release is going to be, okay, scenarios. You know, it's like those, those games that you play, uh, like I don't want to mention any of those games that are violent, 
but uh, you know, GTA is an example, right? So you got different scenarios. In my mind, I'm looking at every knowledge area as a scenario. I'm looking at every uh, event in, in Scrum as a scenario. I put those as stories into my roadmap. So as a project manager, I want to walk through a scope management simulation so that I can come away with the experience that people have in the real world, having gone through breaking down a WBS. For example, it's a bit, bit wild, but just, just work with me on this. So I put all of these scenarios for the different game modules into the roadmap, working with the product owner, right? And then we plan the releases. Okay, based on what we know about this project and how coding is and how, because I worked for a gaming company, you see, that's why I love video games, but I worked for a gaming company and the releases, we would plan the releases to be at certain points after so much work has been done, then we can release this module. So we could release the scope module, then release the schedule module. Maybe the first module we release is actually a resource management module because the project manager works through scenarios of bringing the team on. So we plan those releases is all I'm saying. Does that make sense? So far, so good, Sumi? So, um, yeah, so it's basically what you're saying is it's it just the scope. Yes, That's exactly. Right. Exactly. So what and I'm then, doing in my yeah. releases is planning which chunks am I going to release and when. So this is what you're going to have. Let, let's expand on it a little bit. So if you draw it all out, you're going to have some like this showing you, OK, this is the release of the uh, resource the resource module where you can go in and play a game to understand uh, resources and interact with team members and uh, form a team and go through the five stages of team development. And you know all of this is enacted in the game and that's the resource module. But we know that this is gonna be released Q2. So we have the time period of release, we have what it is. And then we do this for all the other modules. So you, you're going to have like, it almost looks like a Gantt chart, but it's a higher order of thinking of when things are going to be released. And maybe there's one layer down here where we have some sales and marketing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just showing you how the support kind of tasks like sales, marketing, publicity, all that stuff happens but when am I gonna release these modules? So I would have Q2, the resource module. I could have uh, Q3 is gonna be the risk module so that you can go in and play games to better understand risk and so on and so forth. Get it? So that's, yep. what, a, that's what a release plan could really focus on. But let me actually backtrack. There's two pieces here. If I wanted to focus just purely on the release, I would probably frame it around these components. But if I wanted to focus more on the product roadmap, I would introduce these associated things because the product roadmap would contain the supportive stuff, not necessarily the release plan, but definitely the uh, roadmap because a roadmap should show at a high level everything. The release plans, will then go into more detail about what exactly you're releasing and when. 
So I don't know if you've read uh, figure 6-20 in the PMBOK guide, sixth edition. Do you have your PMBOK to hand? Can you, can you find figure 6-20 there? Because I, I think this will help you. Yep. Do you. Do you see it? One second. Yeah, I'm just looking, looking. Okay. Looking through it. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what page if I'm able to find it. Dash 20? Yeah, figure 6-20. Got it. Yep. Do, do you see it? Page 216? Yep. Okay. So do you see that release layer at the top? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You see that? And do you see what they labeled as a release plan? It's pretty much just the iterations in there. Do you see that? Yes. So that's a good way of you looking at it. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way of you looking at it. So you okay. can just go with what they have there. So we do our release planning. And then we do our team charter, which you understand is also called a social... Who remembers? We've talked about this ad nauseum this week. What's another name for team charter? Social contract. Thank you. Or what? Team contract, all that stuff. You do those. And then you get into backlog preparation. So backlog preparation is where you're writing the granularity. So let, let's backtrack here for a second. I really want to underscore something. So this resource module stuff, that is very high level. That's not a story. That's like an epic. That's big. I need to break down this resource module into stories. So I need to go, you know, I need to go much, I need to go much lower than that. And that's what we, we're going to do in backlog preparation. We're not going to bring it down a little bit. And we're at the end of the day going to come out with some stories that we can begin working on. So we do our sprint planning. We decide which stories to work on. We have our daily scrum. We have backlog refinement where we take a look at certain stories and we break them down. So imagine you had in my example, and we had something like this for uh, Q1 and it was resources, right? This in backlog refinement, this is where we would break it down and we might discover, oh, this is so big. Look, it's many, many stories. So backlog refinement is where you break down the work to what you can complete in a sprint. And that's where the INVEST acronym comes in. So the INVEST acronym is independent, negotiable, valuable, estimable, small, and testable. I know folks on this call know that because I've asked you this question before, some of you. So does it make sense to this point what is happening in, in Agile so far? Uh, from a very, very top level, I think. Not granular, but... Yeah, and trust me, Agile is not so granular because, you know, we rely more on individuals and interactions over processes and tools. So if you get the concept of what happens in sprint planning, this is where we're selecting what needs to be done in the sprint. Daily Scrum is where we are doing our inspect and adapt. What did you do yesterday? What are you going to do today? What are the impediments? Backlog refinement is where we break down the work into tinier pieces or where we just make sure that everything is clear and we're preparing these stories, not for this sprint, but for the next sprint. 
So you got to remember that backlog refinement is for future sprints, not for the current one. Current one, we already know what we're going to be doing, right? All right. And then we have the PSI. We have our sprint review. We have our retrospective. And remember, the retrospective is where we take a look at what went well, what didn't, what are we going to improve on? And if we discover that all value is delivered, good. But if not, then we just go into the next sprint. So the moment the retrospective ends, you're going into the next sprints. There's no breathing room. You get done with one sprint into the next sprint. That's how it works in the world of Agile. So if you ended up getting everything done, then you, there's going to be a time you get to the final release or closeout. And that's how Agile works. You see, the story of Agile is so much shorter than the story of predictive. There's only what? 14 components here. I could break them down further, but they wouldn't be broken down so insurmountably. That's why I, I'm, a, I'm a huge proponent of keeping it high level. Let's keep it as high level as possible. So if you, you got the first picture I, I showed of, of predictive and you get this picture, just go back over and over again. Like this screenshot, I also explained it in the video that I uh, sent you on project management basics. But let me put this in the chat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a couple of these uh, images in the chat just to make sure you remember. Because I, I really do want you to get this stuff. And I don't want you to be fretting over the content. I want you to feel, okay, I know where this is going. All I need to do is dedicate time to get it down pat. That's, that's, that's how I want you to be thinking of it. So hopefully uh, going over the content like this, these doodles that I've made are going to help you, you know, better lock down and bolt down the stuff. And I really appreciate everyone else just chilling out and, you know, coming for the ride. So did that kind of help a little bit? Hugely, hugely, Phil. Hugely. Awesome. Yeah, I, just everything, every little thing is just, um, just puts, you know, more and more things into place. It's like a puzzle coming together. Exactly. And I know it's many iterations, which is why, mm -hmm. You know, and I, I know I was saying I want to get everyone off the call, but I, I just felt you and I, Sumi, had to do this. Yes. And I, I felt our friends might want to come for the ride, and they did. And teamwork makes a dream work. And thank yeah, you, thank everyone. You so I appreciate much, that. I mean, I'm going to be sharing this video. So, the video, yeah, I'll share this video so everyone can go yeah. back and watch it.